a podcast for Sukkot. In booths you shall dwell for seven days. All citizens of Israel shall dwell in booths, in order that your generations will know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths when I took them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus chapter 23 verse 42 The booths mentioned here in the Torah are laid down as the sukkah, whose dimensions and building are prescribed in the oral law in the Talmud. When we look at this commandment in a historical context, it does seem to us quite natural that the children of Israel on their way out of Egypt in the Sinai desert would erect for themselves some type of hut as shelter from the sand, from shelter from the sun and the wind at night. What else could they have built except some sort of booth made up of leaves of the palm trees? So we need to ask, what is the inner significance of the Sukkah? Why does the Torah say that God made the children of Israel dwell in Sukkot? Why are we commanded to remember them? For undoubtedly, the Torah has far more meaning here than the historical fact of temporary huts. Secondly, what is the significance of remembering God taking the children of Israel coming out of Egypt at this time of the year when we're still in the light of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? In discussing this verse of the Torah, in booths you shall dwell for seven days, all citizens of Israel, in order that your generations shall know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths, Rabbi Eliezer states that these booths refer to the clouds of glory, the clouds of glory that accompanied the children of Israel in their trek through the wilderness. Rabbi Akiva says the Torah is referring to the actual physical booths themselves. Rabbi Baruch Ashlag, when looking at this, asks the question, how could these two great Torah sages have had such an incredibly different opinion on what the Torah is referring to? One looking at the physical booths, the other one at the spiritual booths. He answers by stating that both are the words of the living God. Rabbi Eliezer is saying we need to remember the spiritual light of the clouds of glory through the sukkah that we build today. Whereas Rabbi Akiva says we need to remember the vessels that we created to hold this light. The answer to all the questions we've raised becomes clear when we consider the most important aspect of the sukkah, which is the sakhach, the roof. The criteria for what constitutes a kosher sakhach comes from the biblical injunction in Deuteronomy. You shall make for yourself the festival of Sukkot for seven days when you gather in the produce from your threshing floor and your wine press. Rashi teaches on this verse that it is the waste products of the harvest and of the vine that were designated as being the material that provide the criteria for the sakhach. A further requirement for the sakhach is that the shade that it gives must be greater than the sunlight it lets through. All these criteria are not arbitrary, but because every aspect of the physical world has its roots in the spiritual world, they have a deep inner intention. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they saw the great light. They experienced God's outstretched hand. They witnessed the miracles with which he saved them. And yet, following the crossing of the Red Sea, what is written? 
and they believed in the Lord and in Moses his servant. In other words, even in the presence of the greatest revelation of God's light, they took on the virtue of faith. Jeremiah comments on this and he says, I remembered for you the loving kindness of your youth, how you followed me into a wilderness not sown. The wilderness that is not sown is the desert of faith. But Rabbi Ashlag points out it's only a desert when it's seen by the outsider. When we are immature, the virtue of faith appears like something which is not real, which cannot give us anything. But indeed, faith is an act of giving. And when the vessel of faith is finished, it brings with it its own reward, the light of faith as Rabbi Eliezer taught, the clouds of glory. Thus we see that the children of Israel, when coming out of Egypt, let go of receiving the great light of the revelation of God and return to the virtue of faith. And it is this that we remember now at this time. The great light that came into the world on Rosh Hashanah and continued till Yom Kippur has its final transformation in the faith of the Sukkah. This then is the inner meaning of the Sukkah. It is in the shelter of faith that the children of Israel dwelt when they came out of Egypt. The entire structure of the Sukkah, but especially the Sukkah, hints at the virtue of faith. The physical sunlight symbolizes the spiritual root of unlimited goodness. But in the Sukkah, the sages have taught us that the shade needs to be greater than the light, and thus the Sukkah is called Sela de Heimanuta, the shade of faith. By taking refuge in the shade of faith, we attain the ability not to be addicted to the revelation of the light of God, and then receive it for ourselves alone, but to receive only that which he deems appropriate for us only for the sake of giving to him and to our fellow man, and when it is not appropriate for us to receive it, but to let go. The bounty of the harvest and of the vineyard symbolize the great light of Chochmah, the great light that God wants to give us in the thought of creation. Indeed, it is the very purpose of creation itself that created within us the will to receive this great light. But if we were to receive the great light of creation just as it is, we would be separated from the Creator, as we would be in the modality of receiving, whereas God is all-giving, and thus we would be separated from Him. God hides His great goodness from us, so that we don't receive it directly. For if we were to do so, we would get addicted to it. So we can only receive His light through the medium of faith. And thus, when this great light comes into the world at certain periods of the year, as it does in this time from Rosh Hashanah till the end of Sukkot, the Torah, as given to us, gives us vessels for faith with which to receive this light. We blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, we pray and fast on Yom Kippur, and through the lulav and etzrog and the sukkah on Sukkot, we create the vessels which are the vessels of faith with which to receive the great light of God. To sit in the sukkah 
is to be in the energy of faith. Faith in God, when he is concealed from us, is also an act of giving. When we sit in the sukkah, we are in the energy of faith. It is faith in God, both when he is revealed to us and when he is concealed from us. And in both ways, it is an act of giving. Faith needs to be not only an idea in our minds, but embodied in our thoughts, our speech and our actions. Raising up our desire to give to God can only really happen when we feel the waste products within ourselves of receiving for ourselves alone. When we feel that we've become estranged from God and we've fallen into the way of using our wills to receive for ourselves alone, we sit under the waste products of the vineyard and the threshing floor and remind ourselves that our faith can be built up from the cognizance of the waste products within us and our desire to raise up our lives and reconnect with our Creator. The mitzvah of the sukkah provides the way to do it. It is by taking shelter in faith. The vessel for faith is the prayer to God to give us faith. And the action of building and sitting in the sukkah, the yearning for God, builds in these seven days of sukkah vessels for faith in God, provide a shelter for us throughout the whole year. And through the vessels of faith, we may become cognizant of the light of faith, the clouds of glory, with which God in his goodness protects us. audio recording is brought to you from the Horus School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Yehudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Horus School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.